Hello, and welcome to Tunaboo. I've recorded this intro at least 11 times already, and it doesn't seem to be getting any better. So we're probably just going to use this one. Um, how are you doing? This is my part of the trio of ideas that we're pitching according to the brief that Ali gave a few weeks ago. Going to be honest, not listened to the other two yet. That's, that's this week's problem. Uh, and I didn't actually listen to the initial episode either, so I've gone off of what's been said in the group chat, which basically was pitch something to do with this brief. Now, let me see if I have the brief here, because it would actually be very handy to go through before I start pitching. Here we go. Character, Dwight Schrute. Location, Pandora from Avatar, the film. Time period, current. Sighting incident. I think they meant inciting incident. Irish Mick makes an omelette. Wild card. There is also a cat whose sedatives haven't worn off yet. Now, solid, solid brief. Um, Dwight Schrute's fun. Pandora, a bit out there. Time period, current. I'm going to make that, you know, anywhere between when the office started and now. Um, probably closer to the start of it, but you know, modern times. Um, inciting incident, inciting infant, inciting incident. Uh, Irish Mick makes an omelette. Easy, I can get that in. Easy. Wild card. There is also a cat who said it haven't worn off yet. That's going to be the crux of some of the story as well. Um, I actually am not doing this live. I have prepared this time. I sat all of yesterday writing a 16-page script for my pitch. Uh, so not really going to pitch it as much as just go through the script. Uh, so I hope that suits the task that's been set out to me. Um, but I suppose first let's go through some things that I like. Um, jam. Ice cream. Jam. Jim, uh, Josh, Jumpers, Jays, Jackets, J, I can't think of any more J, J items, but, um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed that quick delve into things with J that, Things that begin with J that I like. What else do we normally do at the start? Oh, uh, recommendation of the week. Uh, recommendation of the week would have to be Joseph, another J. <laughs> that was planned. Or was it? Uh, Joseph is a Glasgow artist. He is a little kind of like soul, electro kind of sound. Uh, if you listen to the Harry Styles song that came out, I've forgotten what it's called. Let's have a quick... Look, this is this is top quality content right now. Late Night Talking, I think it was. I think Late Night Talking. Basically, he ripped that sound off of Joseph, I'm 100% certain. Because Joseph has got a song called... It's been a little heavy lately, and I swear that Harry Styles heard that thought, oh that's a cool sound, he's not going to get big, 
um, and nicked it, right? But uh, Joseph is getting massive right now. Uh, he just released an album called Permanent Damage, which is what I'm going to recommend this week. Um, and, I mean, he was selling out shows before he even released uh, an album. A good few songs off of that are... It's been a while heavy, obviously. Uh, didn't know how to love you in brackets. Borderline was good as well. Joe is a very very good song. I uh, highly recommend. I think it's uh, I think it's going to get very very big over the next few weeks. But very very artistic, and that's the kind of thing that I'm digging right now. What else do we do? Oh, like, subscribe, listen. Those are the three tenements. Nope, three tenants of being a Tunaboot listener. Like, subscribe, listen. If you've listened and you like what we do, then like and subscribe, please, is the gist of it. If not, we will set Jim on you. And he's got a rather big rubber mallet, like, you know, the one that the villain from Kirby has, one of those. And you go, boom! I don't know. <laughs> cool. Right, so... I suppose we just get started with this. My pitch that I've got today is for, well, the script I've got today is for a lost episode of The Office in which the gym prank of the episode is convincing Dwight that the Avatar program is real. Now, with me today, I have a few friends uh, to help me play the parts. Oh, and there's a knock at the door. And we're back. Uh, sorry, yeah, just uh, got an exciting little parcel through the door. Uh, another recommendation for the week. Um, the Cortina St. Jude, uh, our Zoe Trope vinyl from Pod Records, just turned up, and I'm very excited to play that later on in the day. Right, so my friends that we've got uh, over, can you all introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm uh, going to be Pam today. Um, I'm really excited to be here. Good to meet you, Pam. Hi, I'm, I'm Jim. I'll be Jim today. Not Jim from your podcast, but Jim from the, the office. But, oh, yeah, very, very nice to meet you. We, we have met before because I did say we are friends. So, you know, who else we got? Oh, uh, I'm, I'm here. I, I'm Dwight. I'm, I'm Dwight today. Cool. And who else? Oh, we've got Michael, Phyllis, uh, Oscar, Stanley, and Irish Mick. Now, <laughs> I'm going to do an absolute diabolical uh, Irish accent today because, unfortunately, even though I am playing Irish Mick, I am not good at the Irish accent, I believe. So bear with me when I get into doing that. Uh, if you want a little taster, here here you go. Hoi noi, Brian Coy. Top of the morning to you. Eh? Eh? How good was that? Yeah. Who are, what else do we have? We have um, Small Child with Balloon. Hi, I'll be playing Small Child with Balloon. And Silent Men with Guns. That's good to have you along. Thanks for coming. Right, okay, you know what? Let's just fuck it and get right into it. I, I hope that the retention for this episode is not dropped already because I do actually think this is going to be quite fun. But if you get to this point, you know someone who's you know, stop listening by this point. Tell them to get back on. This is where the fun begins. Cool. So this is called Screenplay. Because <laughs> I forgot to title it. Exterior Jungle Day. You see an extreme close-up of Dwight's eyes opening. 
Uh, his face seems to be covered in blue paint. We shift to a wider shot as he sits up. He's wearing suit trousers but shirtless. He's coloured head to toe in blue like Navi, uh, like an Abbey from Avatar, with all the stripes in that. He seems to be somewhere outside, lush with plants. He takes a sniff and then licks his finger, holding it up to check the wind direction. Dwight notices his finger's blue. He looks down, touching his chest and arms and feet, and he rubs at his skin trying to get some of the colour away, but to no avail. He crouches and begins to move towards an opening in the brush. Pushing away some of the leaves, he peers out. We see uniformed men carrying guns and boxes of ammunition. He gingerly moves the branches back, looking terrified, and he rubs at his skin again. We get a voiceover from Jim. Uh, so last week we had uh, the Bradford office over while stairs was uh, getting fumigated. They worked through in the back office with Kelly and Ryan. I put that in there uh, just so that we didn't have to show any extra characters over the ones that I was already using, apart from Irish Mick. Irish Mick was still in the kitchen. Um, and then we cut to the talking head of Jim and Pam. Uh, and Pam says, we had Carol, Phil, Mick, Jim says, and Irish Mick. Those were two different mix, and Dwight wasn't happy. I hope you can tell which character is talking here. Uh, maybe I can use a Monty Python voice that might help. Irish Mick started making an omelette. Can I tell them? Sure, Jim laughs. So Irish Mick bought in one of those portable stoves and started making a fish omelette. We cut to interior kitchen day. Dwight is standing outside the kitchen and wrinkles his nose. Who's making an omelette mit sardinen? You know, because he talks German sometimes. Uh, and Dwight slams open the door and walks over to Irish Mick and turns off the stove. All portable appliances must be tested in accordance with the electricity at work regulations 1989. Now, I can't actually confirm whether or not that is valid in America. It doesn't look like you need to do pat testing over there. But, you know, I just wanted a, something that he could quote. Uh, and Irish Mick replies, Oh, should they now? Well, how about we just turn it back on and check to see if it works? Diabolical. Uh, he turns it back on and Dwight takes a, takes a step back, looking affronted. This appliance has not been tested and as such must remain unplugged until it has. Uh, Dwight turns off the stove and unplugs it. Uh, and Irish Mick turns to him and says, Look, buddy, my omelette is nearly done. Why don't we just leave it on for another few minutes and I'll unplug the hob and we can be on our merry way. Uh, and Irish Mick takes back the uh, plug back off of Dwight and plugs it back in and turns it back on. And Dwight says, uh, "As the assistant to the regional manager, I have the duty to protect those working here and from uh, from any potential risks." And he unplugs the stove again. And until it is tested, this stove is a threat to any uh, everyone in the building. And then he takes the pan with the omelet and walks over to the bin. And Irish Mick says, "Don't you fucking dare!" Obviously, it'd be bleeped out. And then Dwight tips it all into the bin while staring at Irish Mick, like dead in the eyes. And then Irish Mick just goes on one and is like, You're a fucking prick. You fucking smarmy mustard shit combo suit wearing four eyes little fuckface. That's my fucking omelette you just binned, cunt. Uh, again, all of that will be bleeped. You won't hear any of that sweet, sweet dialogue in there. And Dwight drops the frying pan into the bin and shouts, Michael! And then we get a voiceover from Pam saying, Irish Mick wasn't a bad guy. Oh, she's, she's Marge now. Dwight was just being Dwight. Uh, and we cut back to the talking heads. 
Uh, Mick was sent back to Bradford and asked to take the week off. I really liked Mick. Dwight found his prescription sleeping tablets after he, uh, after he left and threw them in the trash. He really should have given them to one of his co-workers. And we cut back to the Scranton office and we see one of Angela's cats hanging over the side of the bin eating the omelette. Uh, and Dwight enters into the kitchen. He pushes the cat off the off the bin and empties the bottle of prescription medications into it. Uh, and I, I feel like that's quite a that could be quite a you know brutal scene. Just like fucking launches the cat. And you see the little kind of cat meow. Remember like that episode of The Office where they throw the cat up into the roof? Oscar, is it Oscar that throws it up? And then it comes back down. That kind of physical comedy with that. Obviously, no cats being harmed in uh, in the making of it. Uh, and Dwight will walk back out of the kitchen and he'll shout, Angela, one of your cats is treating out, uh, eating out of the trash. We then see the cat jump back into the bin uh, and begin to eat again. At which point Angela comes through and reaches into the bin to collect the cat. It's like, C- come here, princess lady. I don't know what Angela's voice is, I can't remember. Uh, that's disgusting. I don't know what any of these characters' voices are. I think that's very apparent. Um, <laughs> come here, princess lady. That's disgusting. Bad, bad. And Angela, like, kind of like, goes, Ugh. Uh, and then we get cut to black and the opening credits start. Like, <laughs> and now we open up in the middle of the office and everyone's standing around staring at Angela's cat. It's lying on the desk, unconscious. Uh, Kevin says, Is he dead? And Jim says, I think she's just sleeping. And Angela's in the background crying. Um, if you've killed Princess Lady, I'll have you put in prison for life. And Oscar says, has someone phoned the vet? And Dwight then says, I realise there's a lot of people talking. It's hard to, like, kind of, like, if you're not doing it, like, the, the voices, it's quite hard to tell them apart. Uh, so I'm just going to read all their names. Um, Dwight says, I haven't killed your cat, Angela. I'll prove it. And exits. And Michael uh, is like, I don't want a dead cat in my office, Jim. What if the popo starts sniffing around? I can't go down like this. I have a family to think about. Pam cuts in. You have a family, Michael. And Michael says, thanks for reminding me, Pam. Now I'll go to prison sad. Creed then walks over to Angela and says, Angela, sweetie, how about I take that off your hands? I'll do it for three dollars. Jim says, no, one t- uh, no one's taking the cat anywhere expe- uh, except the vets. Phyllis then shouts over, Maybe you can use some salt from the kitchen to wake her up. And Stanley goes, now what would that do? And Phyllis replies, well, I've seen films where they hold salt under people's noses and it helps to wake them up. Jim then, here, hearing this, says, those are smelling salts. And Michael joins in and is like, yeah, Phyllis, those are smelling salts, not eating salts. We need real ideas here if we're going to get away with this. And Angela starts wailing again. Phyllis is like, I, only, I was only trying to help and goes to sit back down at her desk. Meanwhile, Dwight walks back into the room, crunching on something. See, Angela, Lady Princess isn't going to die, and I'll show you. Pam says, Dwight, did you just eat those pills? Jim, tell me you did not just eat those pills. Dwight, I'll be fine. My body's trained to filter out any toxins that I may may accidentally ingest. Because this is on purpose, it already knows it's coming. Pam, they're prescription, Dwight. You don't know how strong they are. Michael, Right, everyone, back to work. Put the cat in a drawer until we figure out whether or not uh, Dwight and it are going to die and if we're all going to go down for two counts of murder. Oscar says, Michael, I really think we should just phone the vet or a hospital or both. Uh, and Michael says, no, 
no time for that. I have a meeting with George Shalazarus. Uh, and then Michael goes into his office and he closes the blinds one by one. Everyone, back, two, work. And then he slams the door and you can see that his lights go off. Then we get a montage of people watching Dwight working. Jim staring at him. Pam peeking over the reception desk. We hear, hear her on the phone to the doctors and uh, we, we know that it's fine. He's probably just going to feel quite sleepy. Um, Kevin just hiding behind a plant. Uh, staring at Dwight, Angela staring daggers at Dwight as Creed counts out three dollars, places them down on Angela's desk and then walks off with the passed out cat. And then finally, we see Dwight's eyes start drooping and eventually they close. Uh, when he snores, sh uh, we shift the focus onto Jim whose eyes light up and he's f uh, he turns to face the reception desk and loudly whispers, We're doing Avatar! And Pam's head up, pops up from the desk. We're doing Avatar? And Kevin, over in the corner, goes, we're doing Avatar, and giggles like, hee-hee-hee. And we get a voiceover from Kevin. Uh, Jim had a really awesome idea for a prank on Dwight. Uh, we cut to his talking head. Once a week, a group down the park pretend to be in the army and shoot each other. Jim thought it'd be funny to paint Dwight blue and pretend that he'd woken up in Pandora, uh, Pandora the planet in Avatar the movie. But we needed Dwight to be asleep so we could make him blue. We get a montage of uh, everyone except Angela and Michael uh, rushing around, moving Dwight, painting Dwight, etc. But now that Dwight ate those cat treats, we get to do the avatar. And he holds up a big bottle of water-soluble blue ink. Cut to exterior office parking lot and Kevin, Jim, Oscar and Phyllis are attempting to move Dwight, who is now covered head to toe in blue ink from a wheelchair into the car. And we cut back to the office and Pam's knocking on Michael's door. Uh, from off screen, off screen, we hear Michael shouting, Stay out, I'm busy. And Pam saying, Hi, Michael, it's me. Can I come in? And Michael says, uh, No, Pam, I'm in the middle of something important. I'm coming in. And Pam enters. The room is dark, the only light coming from Michael's computer screen. Michael has a blanket over his head and sunglasses on. Michael, what are you doing? I'm busy finding out whether or not I should be worried. And Pam walks over to Michael's desk and moves the computer screen. He's googling, will the army put you in prison over a dead cat in your office? Michael, Dwight's fine and I phoned the vet. He said the cat shouldn't, uh, should be, shouldn't be anything to worry about. And Angela's taking it, uh, <laughs> and Angela's taking her in to get looked at. And Michael uh, kind of takes his sunglasses off and like, who is this vet? Do you trust him? I don't want to be locked up. I have plans on Saturday. Yes, Michael, I trust him. He's trained to look after animals. What, which war did he fight in? Nam, Pearl Harbor? Michael, Pearl Harbor wasn't a war. You tell that to the Japanese, Michael replies. Michael, a vet is a veterinarian. A doctor that looks after animals. Did you think I meant an army veteran? Uh, Michael kind of like looks at her for a minute and says, No. And then throws his blanket and sunglasses to the floor, turns off his computer screen, stands up and hits the lights. So what did he say? Is the cat all right? I'm just waiting to hear back from Angela. I'll let you know once everything's okay. Okay. Uh, Michael walks out of the office. He sees Stanley sleeping at his desk. Creed is in the back of, an, uh, back of the room making a call. I nearly got that dead cat you wanted. I just need a few more hours. You, hear, you overhear Creed on the phone. Michael asks Pam, where is everyone? Pam says, 
They're just out for lunch. They'll be back soon. And as she's saying that, Phyllis, Kevin, Oscar and Jim enter the room chatting and laughing. Michael rushes over and hugs Jim. Panic's over, Jim. No one's going to prison. That's good, Michael. Where's Dwight? He's at home. Uh, He was still feeling tired, so he went to get some rest. Okay, tell him I want to see him first thing in the morning. Michael heads back into his office and closes the door. He opens all the blinds and sits back at his desk to work. Cut two. Exterior. Jungle day. Dwight has fashioned himself a spear using bits and bobs he's found around him. A bit of smashed glass, a stick. He's got his belt tied round his head and he's wiping mud underneath his eyes. He skirts the outline of the clearing. Dwight stalks the men and women with guns. We hear voices in the distance. Two of them run off to investigate. We hear shooting. Dwight looks afraid, but he rallies himself and creeps forward into the encampment. He crouches behind a few barrels, ready, waiting, observing. The shot shifts to face Dwight, and in the background we see a banner for Scranton Vietnam War Society 103 enactment. We suddenly hear Dwight's phone starts ringing, and he reaches in his pocket and pulls it out. Michael? And Michael replies, Dwight? Michael, be quiet, listen. Michael, I thought I thought you'd gone home, Dwight. Something's happened, Michael. The Avatar program's real. I passed out and I woke up with men with guns. I don't know what they're after, but uh, I'm going to find out. And you hear shots firing in the distance. Michael says, Dwight, where are you? Is it the Vietnamese? I asked Pan if she trusted him. Trusted who? The vet. Pan told me there was some kind of, he was some kind of animal doctor. I knew she was hiding something. This is worse than I thought. Dwight, where are you? I'm on Pandora, Michael. Who's this vet? Is he their leader? What's Pam got to do with this? I don't have all the answers, Dwight. Now shut up. They might be tapping the phone line. Understood. And they end the call. Interior Scranton office. Michael kicks open his office door. He marches up to the reception desk and pushes everything onto the floor. Michael! Michael! Pam says. <laughs> if you didn't get that. Where's where's the vet taking Dwight, Pam? Uh, Michael walks over to Jim's desk and tries to flip it. Jim holds it down and gives a Jim look. We discussed this, Mike. Uh, we discussed this, Michael. The vet is a veterinarian. He makes sure the animals aren't sick, like Lady Princess. Well, why has Dwight just phoned me to let him know that he's to let me know that he's surrounded by armed mercenaries? Uh, everyone tie Pam to her chair. She's selling us out to the communists. Jim says, Michael, relax. Dwight's not captured, and Pam's not a communist. Kevin cuts in. Yeah, and how would you know, Jim? Maybe you're also a Columbus. And Oscar says, they're talking about uh, communists, Kevin. And that's exactly what a columnist would say. Kevin, you know Dwight's at the park, says Jim. Michael cuts in. You you said he was at home. Jim, please tell me you're not a part of this too. Uh, Michael, no one here is a communist. And then Michael kicks over a chair, shouts, you'll never take me alive. And Pam shouts, Michael. And Kevin pushes everything off of his desk. Down with the condiments. Phyllis shouts, Kevin! Uh, Kevin moves round and starts pushing everything off Oscar's desk. Kevin! Uh, and Kevin and Michael start trashing, trashing the office. Cut to exterior jungle day. Dwight creeps up behind two armed men and knocks them out with a karate chop to the neck. He takes their guns and starts creeping up to the side of a building. He stands up with his back to the wall and uh, with his guns up at the ready, prepares to launch himself round the corner. Dwight begins to, uh, begins to charge and then stops. He's in the middle of a park. There's families going about and in front of him is a child with a balloon. He says to himself, oh, Jim. Um, the child asks him, Hey mister, 
Why are you blue and why do you have guns? Uh, Dwight crouches down beside the kid. Because sometimes you believe in something really hard and it turns out to not be true. And he places his hand on the kid's shoulder. Uh, the child then automatically just starts shouting, Stranger danger! Stranger danger! And Dwight panics and stands up. Uh, you're really weird. Uh, and Dwight looks him dead in the eye and says, Yeah, well, Santa's not real and your parents have been lying to you about everything since the day we were, we were born. And the child cheers up and Dwight turns to walk away, but stops momentarily, turns back, shoots the balloon so that it pops and then continues to leave and the child bursts into tears. Interior, Scranton, office, during the day, still. It's all happening within a few hours. Uh, Dwight marches into the room. Michael! Jim turned me blue! And everyone's standing in a circle and Michael and Kevin are gagged and tied to a couple of chairs. Dwight, this isn't what it looks like, Jim says. Uh, and then we get a voiceover from Michael saying, uh, so it turned out that the communists weren't actually after us. Cuts his talking head. Jim and the rest of the guys had tried to prank Dwight by making him think he was in the Avatar movie and he starts doing that wheezy laugh that he does like... <laughs> uh, uh, tearing up uh, and I thought a Vietnamese veteran was coming to arrest me but it was actually just a cat doctor sometimes I genuinely don't think I have the clue what these people are up to but I guess that's just what makes me their boss they could be running around doing god knows what and I wouldn't even know Michael pushes a button on his phone and we can hear Jim and Pam speaking Vietnamese he looks shocked camera zooms in on Pam through the window holding the reception phone up to her face staring into Michael's office she sees the camera uh, looking at her and smiles uh, and says, Michael, I'm kidding. Michael, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know what um, But thank you, everybody, for coming uh, coming along to help me perform that today. You've been uh, wonderful help. Uh, everyone give them a round of applause. Um, yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, no, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is my pitch for uh, Office episode that never was where Avatar happens and oh yeah Angela's cat we never know if she um maybe maybe she's in the background maybe uh maybe she's like walking about when they're is Angela even back she's maybe still at the vets to be honest it's only been a couple hours um Creed we'll never know if he got that dead cat for whoever he was on the phone to yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. 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 Use my L's. Um, I, it's been a great fun time uh, writing this, performing it, not so much. I feel like it would have been better with other people to bounce off of. Um, not to say that the people that I'm with here weren't great at the job. They were cheap. They were, they were free. Remember, though, if you liked this episode, if you liked my script for an office episode, please like and subscribe. It's all that matters. Keep listening as well. If you do that, we will see it, we will appreciate, and then we'll never interact again. And isn't that what it's all about? Uh, this is Tunaboot, and bye. Tunaboot. Skish, skish, belush, motherfuckers. <laughs>